hurry into Chemist Warehouse and celebrate footy finals with their footy finals half price vitamin sale. Stock up on all your favourite vitamins today. Be quick, end September 24. So we moved into a new place the other week and I reckon my new neighbour across from us either has Alzheimer's dementia or is a little bit cheeky potentially. He's swindling us slightly. So his name's Len. He's a lovely bloke. Mm. And I met him for the first time today when I was going and taking the dog for a walk. And I went out and he said, oh, I've been really wanting to meet this dog. Can I give him a pat? Blah, blah, blah. We had a chat. It was great. Anyway, left. Husband Alex texts me and said, you know, how was your morning? I said, I met Len. He was really excited to meet Teddy. And he was like... He's met Teddy. I've taken Teddy into his house. He, he said, I was so excited to meet Teddy. <laughs> so he's just lying. He's either lying about meeting the dog so yeah. that he can have multiple cuddles with it, or he's forgotten. I mean, it's the morbid other side of it, so let's go with the fun side. He's not that old, okay. so I don't think so. It, it's kind of like, you know, uh, as a kid, you say, Mum, can I have a cookie? Yeah, just one. An hour later, hey, Dad, can I have a cookie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just one. It's the same ploy. I just love that it's <laughs> just us. Just so, can I see the dog again? So I think I have to like maybe just plant the scene and be like, yo, if you want me to drop him over or anything don't, don't for say, a cuddle. Well, don't say yo to Len. He doesn't sound hey, like yo. Got, yeah, hey, good. Uh, no, bro. Just say Len. Good afternoon, Glenn. <laughs> Len, Len, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, do I just say, hey, look, obviously you love the dog. Do you want me to just bring him around maybe or something? he just didn't want it to be weird because he obviously hasn't met you properly. He's obviously met Alex properly. He just yeah. didn't want to be like, oh, Teddy. And you'd be like, well, who are you? Why do you know my dog? Why would I care? That's a good point. I just he'd be like, oh, I met Teddy the other day. It's not that bit. It's not that hard. Yeah, but you're a pretty neurotic person. I reckon you would overthink that. What? <laughs> what? And you could tell me? that me just approaching him. I like Len. I feel like you got a built-in dog sitter now. I think I do, and that's why I want to plant the seed and be yeah. like, I'm getting a vibe that you love the dog because you've pretended to not have met it, so that you could have another meet. <laughs> you can have him three days a week. Yeah, like I'm going away in two weeks for the grab bottle. I've got a dog-free night tonight. Oh. So the dogs aren't at, uh, they're coming back tomorrow. They're not at my place tonight. You're the best sleep of your life. It's the first night I've had without them in three years. Obviously, oh, sorry, outside holidays. That. No, I'm so excited. Because <laughs> even, I, I get the dog guilt, which I'm assuming real parents get with actual children. Yeah. yeah. Is that as soon as I finish work, even if I go to the IGA or whatever, I feel like I need to rush home because mm. I feel bad that mm. I'm not there. Whereas tonight, I'm going to walk down every aisle of IGA and look <laughs> at stuff. And you're going to roll home late. I'm not even going to buy anything. I'm just going to, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to kill time. Do the shopping centres open on it? What are we, Tuesday? Late night shopping on Tuesday? Is that a thing? I'm sure. like, I might go and look at cotton on it, some shirts that I'll never wear. Might take a long into. way home. Oh, I might be crazy. I might be that crazy. <laughs> I might stop at the servo and do the, the wishy-washy thing. What's are that you going to start fish in your bed? like a starfish with your legs out because you're normally like trying to make room for two oh, enormous dogs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yes. Um, I, I'll probably sleep on the couch. Oh. I'm a couch sleeper. I, I hate that. That's weird. How is that weird? That's, it's, it's, just, it's not good for It's you. every sad man in his middle age. We yeah, all sleep on the couch. It, it, it's, exactly. It's every sad man. man. It's not a good thing. See, I like w- cannot fall asleep on the couch because oh, I'm like, mate. ew, gross. Go to the, my normal bed. What mm. is it? Ew or gross? Just because like, I don't want my body fluids on the couch. Why? Because when you sleep overnight, you shed dead skin. You could get so you don't think, you don't think you have dead skin shedding when you lay on the couch? And just because you're asleep doesn't yeah, make it's you way longer shed. though. Well, not for me. I spent a lot of time in front of the TV at night. Yeah, okay. Well, well, I only sit in the couch from, for a little bit I'm of time. Six thirty till about midnight when I go to bed, and then I wake yeah, up right. six, seven hours later. So yeah, right. 
It is a sad life, isn't it? I, sh- I wash my sheets once a week because I'm like so paranoid about dead skin cells and stuff. Who's the sad dad on um, on Simpsons? Milhouse's dad? What's his name? Oh, yeah. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, What's his no. name again? Something Millhouse. Mr. Millhouse. No, wait. Will you Google? Milhouse Have you not seen this? Dad. I don't watch The Simpsons. Oh, for God's sake. I wasn't allowed when I was a kid. That's right. There were so many parents that thought The Simpsons would corrupt their children. Yeah. Mate, that was my parents. I had people that weren't allowed to come to my house because they knew that my dad let us watch Simpsons. It was like a known thing in oh, the school. I love that that was the show that was the barometer of whether you were going to be safe Yeah, no one talked about South Park mm. ever, even yeah. though that actually oh, probably was. I wasn't fun. allowed to watch South Park either, but The Simpsons was like, yeah, no, you're not watching yeah. The Simpsons. What okay. was the reasoning behind it? I don't know. My deeply Catholic parents probably. Oh, that'll probably do My it. granddad actually said to dad once, I can't believe you let them watch that rot. And then we made him watch an episode to prove and to him it? that it was like, you know, I think we watched the one where uh, Mr. Burns takes all the dogs. Oh, see my vest. See my vest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, we're like, look, there's a beautiful message well, in every episode. Like, they were genuinely be, worried that Bart was such a rebel. The funny irony. Because <laughs> he says cowabunga to be. <laughs> The funny irony of my deeply Catholic parents not allowing me to watch uh, The Simpsons was that my deeply Catholic high school, yep. one of the teachers used to use The Simpsons to teach us like <laughs> lessons. Brilliant. So, you, you know, I great. went to a uni lecture once, yeah. first week, and I really liked this lecture. I got a lecture. I got a good vibe from him, and he quoted the Big Bang Theory like six times during the lecture. Changed forever. In a good or bad? No, life. I hate that show, oh, and I judge right. people that watch it. Not good. See, that's not nice. My dad watches that sometimes. Your real dad or your stepdad? My stepdad's still my real dad. Sorry, like, I mean... <laughs> Far out. What do you say, your dad? That's so offensive. <laughs> your biological father. <laughs> not your, your real dad. dad. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Buzzy, you raised me for 30 years, but you're fake, I apparently. didn't mean like for God's sake. <laughs> okay, so Poor your man. stepdad watches it. Oh, he's so above that, though. But he's actually really sweet. No, my like. biological father watches it sometimes. Oh. He watches the, He watches Two and a Half Men Reap. Oh, <laughs> He needs what? to get better TV show choices. Mate, there's a thousand yeah. better shows than that. No, and he's aware. I've told you before, he's me times ten, so the easiest option on everything. So they're normally on, you know, Fox 8 or whatever mm. the, the TV set so on. So he just watches it. Yeah. I, was, I thought you were going to say he watches it on free-to-air TV because he's that lazy. He won't get nah. Well, he works TV. for free-to-air TV, so does he... Well, he, he tells me stories. He'll say, you know, I know he's been watching Two and a Half Men, for example, and he'll say, oh, they've just paid uh, released a net where Charlie Sheen does this. I'm like, no, no, no. Charlie Sheen wrapped that up about 15 years ago, so you're watching an episode <laughs> for 15 years ago. Oh, well, it was really good. <laughs> it's not good. No. That show was bad. It was funny at the time. It was nah, a time that's funny. There's just so many great funny shows. Now... No, nah, even back then. What? 30 Rock. Arrested mm, Development. I didn't like 30 Rock. Arrested Development lasted one good season, then it was... Three it, good it was seasons. Too crazy after that. And then they ended it, and it was yeah. like, bring it back, bring it back, and the then Netflix they did bring it back, and terrible. it sucked. Yeah. And it was like, you should have just ended it at the low-budget beginnings, your humble beginnings. With, what's There's the always money like? in a banana stand! Don't know. 30 Rock was great. No. How I Met Your Mother was good. I like that one. Yeah, that's good. The rest of shit. Anyway, moving on. The rest anything of that shit. Amy Paul um, Amy Paula does is great, and what's, anything that what's um, she in? Uh, the Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I still haven't seen that. That's great. Parks and Rec is so I think you'll good. Like it. Although season, I like it? it's always sunny. That's a good one. That is a great show. Mm, yeah, I think if you like it's always sunny. You like Community. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I haven't seen that. That's good too. That's also really. Good. I like the. Um, I watch dribs and drabs of that. Um, Walmart show. I don't know what it's called. <gasps> Superstore. Super yeah, very bad. good. Yeah. Very funny. 
Yeah, that was like that was a real flew under the radar kind of one. Underrated. You're right. I started watching that one that was about Blockbuster. It sucked. Yeah, apparently. It's, yeah, well, it got canned. Did it? Yeah, did it. After one season. I just, there was too, you know, like American shows and movies, they bring in too many characters with too many plot lines at once, and you're like, just focus on the main person. Shameless, that's another good one, too. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, mate. The American one, not the British one. We could spend all day doing this. We could, and we did a lot on telly movie stuff today, Luke, on the radio show. Yes, we did. Uh, we did some sequels that didn't need to be sequels. Mm. Uh, we also had a chat to John Cartwright, the assistant uh, coach at the Broncos. Yep. Um,. Elliot, you whacked family beach trips, which I'm still I'm a bit mad that you did because I'm a single person with no family. You've also banned me from going to the beach. You just well, ban everyone. You're, you're, and you think, oh, well, you're just handing out bans willy-nilly. You'll find out the reason I've cancelled beach days in the podcast. And, of course, it's very reasonable yes, it in is. character of I you. I put a lot of time into it. I have notes with um, slash points on the side. Hydrants <laughs> is the word I was looking for. You dot points? No, a little well, high. I always wonder what you're Nothing doing on the, on the piece of paper whenever you're talking. You're like, right while it's in the air. You're just like... <laughs> yes, because sometimes my... my I, uh, because you got to understand... Can the you great, show me the madness that you write? The great minds of this generation, we sometimes change ideas on the fly. Yeah, you can have... Peel back the curtain. I want to see what it says. Yeah, peel it back. Also, we had... Finally, yeah, the greatest Queensland story. Yeah, and I'm happy to a say this because you're going to have to listen to it. But we we finally had the perfect ten, as in AB scored a tail out of ten, a ten, and I did the same thing for a yarn from a guy from a kite. And you'll hear this first up on the podcast. You won't be able to fault the story. I mean, this is the thing. Every time I give a ten, you always give a nine. Mm. So I was expecting you to give yep. a nine because you're a mole. Yeah, fair. But you didn't. I didn't. You like my notes? You go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's fascinating. That's a real pillback of the curtain. Well, well, he, well, so what did he write? He literally wrote out what he said. Oh. Yeah, I just scripted it. Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> I really like changed my opinion yeah. on you because nothing's on the fly, it turns out. Oh, mate, they're just notes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, enjoy the podcast. I'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. The perfect ten, the perfect ten. They're just as true as they were way back when. I don't know, he's a billionaire. Well, actually, I was um, thinking about stealing it. My finger was on the floor of the boat with blood everywhere. They said, you may not walk again. He thought I was Deborah Malman. Could this be the day that that we finally uncover Queensland's greatest ever story? Better than anything you've ever seen on 60 Minutes or any, you know, true life docos or films or or whatever. We ask you to call 13353 if you have a story of, you know, a a kookaburra that ran down and and plucked your fake eye out or maybe you wrestled a shark or the greatest night out ever. Whatever. A a story that's so good that we have to give it a 10 out of 10. Ricky and Mackay, it's your turn today, mate. Tell us your story. I was married quite a few years ago. And we had a very good couple of friends, male and female. Oh. And we only lived a few houses away. Right. And on the weekends, uh, we'd get on a drinking spree. Mm-hmm. Yep. A few rums, a few vodka shots, a few Jager bombs. Yep. And then during, had a high-fat house with a bit of a veranda, you know, we'd start playing darts and drinking and... During summertime, things got a bit hot. Yeah. <laughs> got on red, so there one night, and me and my mate, we took our shirts off, you know, nothing to it, just, you know. So we were so, it was that bloody hot, and the girls turned around, and they said, hey, it's not fair, you boys can take your tops off. And we just looked at the missus and said, well, we're not stopping you. 
So, you know, a few more drinks and their tops come off and a few more drinks and the shorts come off and a few more drinks, the skirts come off and so on. So by about midnight, we were all in our birthday suits playing darts. And a few other things, Bruce. Guy, keep your head below the belt. I mean, above, 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 Ricky. above. A few, a few things yeah. were happening on the on the brand. Yes, you know, Ricky. Like, yep. Upside down pineapple gear. Yep. Mhm. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. And we had um, some Palm Island neighbours at that stage. <laughs> and it wasn't until the next afternoon, the old fellow from the crossroad, the old Palm Island older, come over and he goes. Hey, Rick, he goes, you white fellas are crazy, hey? Huh? He goes, we could see everything last night. He goes, it's like a goldfish bowl with your lights on over there. He goes, we're sitting over here packing ourselves. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you white blokes are, are, are wild, eh? Hey? He goes, we not seen that before. It's it like, that was it. Next week again, the curtains went up. We're in the veranda. <laughs> We're shuffling across fully clothed Sticky Ricky. to the, don't do that, judge's table. That is a beautifully told story with an ending that I wasn't expecting. Um, <laughs> all right, Ricky, we're going to score your, your tail out of 10 AB. So perfect. Mm. It didn't need to have animals or any crazy alien encounters. Yeah. It was just humans. Yeah. It involved rum. It's as Queensland as it gets. Yeah. It's a 10 for me. 10. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 there's so much to like about that story, Ricky. If you're lucky it's on the air, I would have gave you the uncut version. <laughs> I think producer Luke's done a wonderful job behind the scenes to get the PG version out of you, so shout out to him. Um, Ricky, beautifully told, a fantastic ending, everything about that story I love. It was a fantastic ending, thanks. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to told it so well, too. Um, this is hard for you. Ten. <laughs> Ricky, after 19 months of searching, I think we found it. That story doesn't get any better. (laughs) That was superb. Beautifully told. The first perfect 10 to ever occur on this show. Congratulations. Thanks, Mike. You know what you win? A pineapple. Uh, no. uh, Rick, yeah, Ricky, that's a big part a of the race hour. <laughs> Sorry, but there's nowhere else. It's I can't not a seven. You just said it's yes not an eight. To it's ten. not a nine. It's a ten. It is a ten. It is a ten. And you know what we do next? We're cacking ourselves the whole time. The perfect eleven. One triple three five three. If you think you have Queensland's greatest, greater <laughs> ever story, one that's even better than a ten, we keep this train rolling. I just thought they were like, Ricky, yeah. congrats. He's like, yeah, cool. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's still reliving that night. He has a lot of fun memories <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> Live across Queensland on Triple M, the rush hour with AB and Elliot. This is going to be a long list, Queensland, but on one triple three five three. Yeah. Movies that didn't need a sequel, or in this case, is it a prequel when it's the third movie in a series, or is that before? <laughs> prequel, prequel is a story No, beforehand. wait, that's a beautiful topping that you put on your toast stop slow down Uh, a sequel is could it there could be six films in a franchise they're all sequels okay all right a prequel is a story from before before the original story which this one was not i went to the cinema on the weekend and i saw my big fat greek wedding numero three a lot has happened since my big fat greek wedding my father passed away and his last wish was for us to visit his childhood village and reconnect with our roots so we're having a reunion we're going to greece oh yeah 
I loved my big fat Greek wedding, number one. Right. I saw number two once, I think, at home. It was okay. Whatever. Nothing to write home about, but often the sequels aren't. Number three... I almost want to ask for a refund for my movie ticket, which I didn't pay for. Is it the same story over and over again? It is the story of the Portocollis family. They reunite and actually go to Greece. Okay. Get I don't get me wrong. I want to go to Greece now. Like it was yes. a great tourism campaign for yes. Greece. I want to do a Europe trip, but I sort of wanted to do that anyway. Right. That movie had absolutely no storyline. It was dumb. They tried to introduce all these extra characters that were over, overly zany for no reason. It was woeful. I kept checking the time to mm. see when I could leave. That bad. It's a good one. One triple three five three films that didn't need a sequel in your no. eyes, and it brings it was out, a money grabber. It brings out a lot of passion in people, and and this is one close to home for me because obviously this is my favourite film of all time. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution. It is as if God created the devil. None of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Jaws, Spielberg's masterpiece. Again, my number one ever. There's four Jaws films in the franchise. So the first one, incredible. If you've never seen it, do yourself a favor. The second one, they basically tried to repackage a pretty similar story. It was bang the average. The graphics were better. Not really. No, it was, <laughs> but it's the third and fourth where they lose you in particular. The third one, it's set in SeaWorld, and Jaws gets into SeaWorld and starts eating people there. At one stage, it roars like a lion, and it's in 3D. So if you watch it in 2D now, it's even worse. The last one is Jaws for the revenge, this time it's personal, and the story is the shark has psychic powers with Ellen Brody, the wife of the original hero, and chases them from near Boston to the Bahamas and finds them over there, where great white sharks can't swim because it's too hot. It's just a oh. a money grab. Yes, let's be real. They put the name on yeah. and they go, oh yeah. well, it won't. Right, yeah. but we'll get heaps of people into the cinemas, which they did. Right. And full respect to my big fat Greek wedding, great franchise. Yes. They started the first film with no money whatsoever, and they've turned it into three. Good on them, but it is woeful. Yeah, it's in every it. single way. One triple three five three. Let's go to Townsville first. Leo, you've got a bit of a controversial one. What is it? Yes. Hello, guys. So I've got Fast and Furious. How many are they up to now? <laughs> 10, but there is actually another one still coming out. It's like to be continued, number 11. I, I, I'm 100% with you, Leah. I don't think this is controversial at all because qu- my question to you, Leah, h- how fast and how furious are you going after 10? You, you can't be any more furious than the fifth uh, movie. <laughs> no, you can't. You should have stopped at Tokyo Drift. See, unpopular opinion then, if that is the case, I think there are movies like Fast and the Furious that aren't made to be critically acclaimed. They're just made to pump out merch and whatever and new songs by various rap artists every single time. That's what they're there for. They're not meant to be good. What's the latest storyline, Leo? Um, we've got Jason Momoa and okay. he's yeah, there we go. chasing down the Shirtless. crew. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They know what they're doing, Leo. Sex sells. Good on you, Leo. Uh, we're going to go to Dave in South Townsville next. We are chasing movies that didn't need sequels. What do you got? Dave, you're there. Yes, I am. I'm going with, with The Hangover. The oh. first one was a cracking movie. Yep. And the last, the other two, which is terrible. It's messing with perfection, isn't it, Dave? It's, it's that hard pill to swallow for filmmakers. You go, okay, do I just leave it as is mm. forever or do I make a bit of extra dosh? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think you know, most guys, we've, 
with the first one. We've all been, been to buck shows exactly like that. <laughs> I don't know exactly, so, but yeah. Uh, that, well, yeah. I'll challenge you on the second one. For those who haven't seen it, they go to Thailand. I believe Stu, the dentist, is getting married. They lose, I think, his brother-in-law. Isn't Mike Tyson in it? Mike Tyson's in all of them, That's I think. the face tattoo one. That's the fake. Dave, that's not a bad film, surely. No, uh, no, you can't. Okay. It's, it's, it's like my Greek, Big, big Fat Greek. Mm. The second one, you're like, eh, fitty, fitty. Yeah. The third one, stop. Straight in the Stop bin. in your tracks. Let's wrap it up in Rocky. Darren, movies that didn't need a sequel. What do you got? Uh, Major League. Oh, with Charlie Sheen. With Charlie Sheen. How yeah. many did they make? Was it just two? No, for a four they ended up making. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know about the other two. I didn't know there was three more. I didn't know there was a sequel. So <laughs> they're, back the, in the, yep. they're back in the minor leagues now. Oh. oh. There's not that much to it, guys. They've grown up. Let's Is Charlie on. Sheen still in the, the sequels? No, the only bloke still yep. going in the sequels yep. is... The Japanese guy. That's the only original. Okay, so that's the thing. Yeah. If the main actor doesn't agree to the sequel, yeah. you know it's crap. We're back on the Jaws one, this is how bad that sequence was. So the first film, um, oh, forget the main guy, Roy Scheider is his name. He was the main actor. Yeah. In the second film, he realised halfway through filming that how bad the movie is going to be. So he started cracking it on set and he started, like, he, he was trashing his hotel room trying to get kicked off the movie because he was contracted to do all four films. Oh, my gosh. They ended up saying to him, okay, do this second film, stop being an a-hole, we'll cut you out of the rest, and he got out of them. Smart, too, because <laughs> three and four. Read the script fast. Oh, my God. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Now, we know the Brisbane Broncos at train, AB, is... Is just rolling. Your mighty Broncos are into a prelim. I'm up front. I was there early days. I'm not a sure. bandwagoner by any means. Okay, you didn't need to say it, but sure. Uh, on paper, obviously that team's incredible, but look at the coaching staff, what they've done as well. Matty Ballon, of course, is a champion player. Uh, Kevy Walters, you don't need to say much there. And and member of their coaching staff that's joining us today, playing career-wise, almost 200 games in the NRL. He was the head coach of the Gold Coast Titans for a long period of time as well, doing a wonderful job at the Broncos. John Carr Right. Good afternoon, mates. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Really appreciate your time. John, you, you've coached a lot of great sides uh, in your history of what you've been coaching almost 20 years now. Where does this Broncos team rank? Because from an outsider looking in, Jesus, a good side, John. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Talent-wise, um, as good as anyone. You, know, you you have to be you know at, right at the peak of your powers to... to get to a grand final and even better to win one. Um, but I think the, the beauty of this side is that they're the best uh, footballers in front of them. They're, they're a very young side. They're, they're led around by uh, Renault and uh, Capes. But outside that, it's an extremely young side to be doing as well as what they are. John, just on Renault as well, I mean, you watched him come to this club after he was pretty publicly told that he didn't have a future at South Sydney. What's it been like to watch him not only prove everybody from South Sydney wrong, but the whole competition to play the best football we've ever seen him play? Yeah, you, you, you really get to know a player when you work closely with them. You know, when, you, when they're not in your squad and you just watch them on a week-to-week basis, you don't tend to watch them that close and you, and you don't get to train with them. And, you know, he's as good as I've seen uh, amongst the group. Uh, not only what he brings, you know, with his ability on the field, with his skill, his kicking, he, you know, he's tackling for a little fella. He, he's just a, a, probably the most, the, the 
the biggest thing when you get the big games is just having cool heads. And mm. it, there's no cooler head in the game than Renault. He just, no matter what the situation, he never gets flustered. Uh, he knows his role. He keeps everyone around him focused on their role. And as I said before, in big games, that's that's probably the, the, the key ingredient. Hey, John, how do you approach a prelim final in terms of training, all of that? Because quite obviously the, the, the teams that are playing this weekend are, are all systems go. But do the boys have a, a chance to rest and then watch New Zealand, Newcastle this weekend, see how they're playing? I saw a couple of them playing squash or is it all systems <laughs> go? Um, no, you, you actually get two weeks. You don't know who you're playing, but you get two weeks to prepare for the game. So it's... It, it's certainly, you, you know, during the normal sort of uh, course of a season, you don't get a lot of time to recover. But when you get two weeks for a game, we can we can go pretty hard and then get a full day to recover, then go pretty hard again, full day to recover and so on. And then, you know, come the weekend and we know who we're playing, you know, we've had a really good solid week's training under us with plenty of rest. And it's, you know, no excuse these days to have, you know, years ago having the week off, some thought was probably not quite an advantage, but I think these days it's a huge advantage. Mm, absolutely. I mean, be honest with us. We're all friends here. What's the preference? You're watching next week, this weekend, sorry. Do you want to go ahead with the Warriors or is do you think the Knights are an easy competitor for the prelim? What is what is the choice of the Broncos? Oh, look, both bring their own uh, strengths, I suppose. The, the, the strength of the Knights is that they've won nine or ten in a row and, and you just can't put... Um, you know, a, a figure on on how important that is. To, it's a huge thing, huge achievement to win ten in a row. You know, and then you got the Warriors, who also went into the last week's game winning. Um, I think it was eight or nine in a row. They lost the last game when they rested some players. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you can't just the, the slightest edge that anyone gets is is maybe the edge they need. It's uh, you know, whoever uh, wins that game, it's it's going to be a you know worthy opponent. For those that don't know, too, uh, John, obviously you got your uh, your nephew Bryce Cartwright playing in the NRL still. A young fella, Jed, off to to my mighty Knights next year, so I'm excited for that. Um, <laughs> but just away from the Broncos, all that for a second, and I could be way off the mark. I might sound like an idiot. I, I know your playing career. You played at Penrith. You played at Salford as well. Am I drunk, or did you play a game, maybe even two, for the US of A way back when, or have I completely made that up? <laughs> No, no, I actually coached them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a, uh, a one-off test match between the United States and the Kangaroos, and it was over in, uh, oh, I can't even think where it was, uh, Pittsburgh, actually. Uh, wow. Not Pittsburgh. Uh, anyway, it was a, a test match over, it was near New York somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it was a great opportunity, got to spend two weeks over there uh, to get the side together. Yeah. Uh, we come up against uh, the Kangaroos who were just coming off a, a tour to Great Britain, and it was a, a lot of fun. We got beat, but we had a lot of fun. Oh, now we know why the Broncos are going to Vegas. We got an in. John's got his mates over there. They're like, he's the man for the job. Oh, that's great. Well, John Cartwright, congrats on, on all the success of, obviously, yourself, the in, entire team and coaching staff at Brisbane. Looking forward to seeing that prelim in a couple of weeks and really appreciate your time on the Rush Hour this afternoon. No, thank you for having me. We, we can't wait. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. I want to lift the lid a little bit today. Uh, there is something that happens in sporting society that everyone knows about, but the lid, especially at a bush footy level, for example, never gets lifted. I'm talking about Mad Monday celebrations. 
They always say what happens on Mad Monday, you know, the day after the season ends and you just go nuts for a day with your mates and probably don't sleep till the next day. They say what happens on Mad Monday stays on, on Mad Monday. I want to lift the lid today. One triple three five three. Just a little snippet of a Mad Monday story. Oh, my gosh, story. they'll get kicked out of their teams. No, I'm saying a story that is... It doesn't have to be borderline. Something that we can actually air because okay. we know lunacy happens. Whether you just wrapped up your local season in Bundaberg, I know the Townsville and Cairns uh, rugby league seasons just finished over the weekend as well. There are, for anyone that's ever been part of a bush footy in particular, but it could be, you know, uh, don't worry, I'm not cutting women out here. I know some of the netball stories are even yeah. worse than the blokes. Yeah, I've had some loose ones in my time, but yeah. like, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. it is club, and we all have jobs to yeah. go to on Monday, and right. we're just women are more responsible than men, mostly. Uh, I do feel, however, I mean, looking into your eyes, you've seen some things in life. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of those were on a Mad Monday. Yep. Care to share any of yours? Yeah, I don't mind kicking it off. (laughs) Shock horror. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My favourite Mad Monday, my favourite Mad Monday was um, we were a combined football netball club in Broken Hill and we just finished our season. They finished their season. What else do you do in Broken Hill? Exactly. Other than cut loose. So we decided to have a, we, the the blokes, we decided to put on a wrestling, like a WWF show. We hired a ring and everything uh, for the women. But the, the, uh, I suppose the little um, twist was the wrestling show we did was completely new. So, and women did that by choice. They sat in the audience and watched. Yep. Oh, you so guys did it, man. Yeah, it was. You know, you see jelly come out. or oil, so slippery. No, it was at least. like WWF. So you'd walk out to your favorite wrestler and you'd do Noob. the moves. You'd come out of these curtains. Yeah, absolutely. Start. You'd wrestle completely stark. I've never had so many close encounters with genitals I didn't want near oh, me. Oh, it can get cold there as well. <laughs> no, it wasn't at that it's time. Central New South Wales. Luckily, it was quite central warm Central West New South Wales. That was a great Mad Monday. These I'm, are the things that happen, though, I'm... Yeah, well, I mean, nudity seems to yeah. be a common theme. I was yeah. once out in Coffs Harbour having a, a lovely breakfast with my friend and her mum mm. at about 8am on this little street in a town called Sawtell, and suddenly we hear this commotion and 17 or 18 dudes from an yeah. AFL team that were celebrating their Mad Monday ran down the street nude. All of them? On quite a popular street of right. breakfast restaurants. <laughs> yeah. It's like I didn't offer... I know. My friend was like, remind me to visit you more often. (laughs) Uh, All right. And again, it's going to take you to be brave. You can stay anonymous if you wish. I don't. You're not going to mention your club, anything like that. But let's lift the little bit lid a little bit because we'll give you a fake name. You got a voice disguiser. Sure. One triple three five three. Tales from Mad Monday. Jason in Bundy. I tip my cap. Not even bothering staying anonymous. I love that. Tail. Rip the bandaid off, mate. Tales from Mad Monday. What do you got for us? Yeah, well, um, a club I was involved with, yep. not in Bundy, but in another town, Great. had the Naked Olympics. <laughs> both. Keep going. Settle. It was the um, three teams, under 19s, reserve grade and A grade, like, come together. Yep. And, um, like, it was a culmination of, like, throwing the longest pass, right. um, 100-metre sprints. Yep. Uh, lap of the field, um, relay with the football, yeah, and um, the final one was if you hadn't scored a try in any th- either three grades, you had to run outside, starkers around the light pole and back. <laughs> 
Jason, what was it like for the under 19s? And and I ask that because I can remember the first time ever as an 18 year old playing reserve grade footy, sharing the showers with the proper adults. And there were, you know, blokes in there that were men. I was still a young man. It's rather intimidating when you're all nude together. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, can I say that? That's yeah, fine. Yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. But um, put it this way, mm. um, this was the mid to late 80s, so I'm glad there was no mobile phones around. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. No social media. I've got to ask, as a woman's perspective, mm. from a physics perspective, you know, try to score tries. <laughs> Passing balls, a little bit dangerous, Jason. Did anything go south? Oh, injuries. All pun intended. Um, not that I can remember. No, oh, I don't. No, 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 no. Yeah, it just no, feels like there's a lot not. of risk involved with that. No. And um, there were no competitions on who could tie knots and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, oh, hey. I just got the mole man, from, mole man from The Simpsons getting hit over and over again in my head. Thank you for sharing, mate. Have a wonderful afternoon. No worries, guys. Oh. You have a great afternoon too, eh? I can't highlight just how brave that is from Jason. He'll never be heard from again. You know, it's like to- it's like talking about Fight Club. That club will find him and he'll be gone. This will be Lost used in police sea. evidence. <laughs> It'll be a cold case. We'll never hear from him again. He'll never wear clothes again. What a brave man. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. A bit of a trend on TikTok of late, Elliot, is a hashtag marriage language. It's a new thing where couples reveal their weird made-up words that they use when they're alone, just the two of them. It's almost like a secret language with your partner. Yeah. Uh, Maybe made of pretend words or merged words. It's almost baby talk kind of style stuff. Right. And it's very cute. You know, there was a woman who uh, showed her partner an image of a tub of hummus, which they revealed that they both call vegetable butter together. Uh, For instance, reusable grocery bags. There was a couple that called them baguettes for some reason. Dollar bills, doll hairs. Uh, In the morning, instead of saying, we got to get up, there was a couple that shared that when the alarm goes off every morning, they both say, gugga dub. Um, Yeah, look. I watched that and I was like, oh, so relatable. I don't have a marriage language. I just used full words with Alex. What? Like normal words. I don't have any weird slang or secret. Is my marriage doomed? Yeah, probably. But 50% of all Queensland marriages end in divorce. True. And is that going to be our undoing, that we don't have weird baby talk names for things? No, I think there's a few other issues that are on top of the pile. <laughs> do you do this? <laughs> Not necessarily language. I mean, we both call the dogs assholes, but... I call Teddy Rat. Right, okay, so we're into animals. No, we have more... Uh, how do I say this without... It? <laughs> I reckon a lot of people relate. We, my tone of voice would change talking to a partner... Than it would in real life. Oh my gosh! Do you I don't do baby talk. Like, it's you not, do no, baby so talk. It's, it's not. It's not baby talk, but it's also not normal. Do it talk. to me right now. Shut no, your eyes. No, no, Shut your eyes. No. no. I, Pretend I'm I, Abby. I'd rather show you my genitals and do that voice for you. It's, it's, Please don't. It's somewhere between baby talk and normal talk. It's just like a little. Give no, me a little. No, bit. you can't. I don't have it. so much no, about I, me. I know. Why can't you just do a little because tiny? It's not something I'd ever wanted to do. You reveal too much, and I stay relatively hidden. Okay, so what's the pet name that you call it then? Can't repeat that. Well, it's not really. It's not fair. I call her Wi-Fi head because when she frowns, it looks like the Wi-Fi symbol on the forehead. So it's not. You know, it's not cutesy. <laughs> oh God, I'm definitely getting divorced. 
producer Luke joins us as well, and and I've been doing a little bit of a fitness thing of late, as you both know. I lost almost two kilos this week. You're looking good, mate. I appreciate that. I, f- I feel good. I've been doing boxing for, I think I'm on to my seventh week. You with me, AB? Hello, mate. She's welcome to the party. Your eyes are on her phone. Hello. Um, seven weeks. Really enjoying it. Seeing good results. Uh, unfortunately, after today, I can never go back. There's always something after a while that makes you end your run mm. of addictive personality stuff. Yeah, and normally it's just I uh, fizzle out or I want to eat crap food again. Or it's nothing like that this time. It's I've done something so stupid and awkward that if I could have my time again, there's 30 other things I would have done. And it was during the workout today. Oh. So every time we do the boxing, we do 10 two-minute rounds of different combinations, get a quick break in between. I tell you, by about the seventh or eighth round, I'm absolutely I'm knackered. I've got nothing left of the tank. And my trainer, who's a young fella, he's 20, 21. His name's Gus. That's when he tries to push me the hardest. So he'll, you know, he'll throw a couple of punches at me. I've got a block and whatever. And... I- you know those really uncomfortable moments in a, in a meeting you have where you say something stupid and you want to bury your head in the sand or wherever it might be? Sure. Often they happen on this show. Yeah. <laughs> True, daily. <laughs> um, so he threw a punch at me today and I was so knackered and my hands were all over the place and, and I'm looking straight at him as he did it. Almost, you know, you say you should never look at someone when they eat a banana. It was like that moment. And he's thrown the punch... And I've just opened my mouth and bit down on the glove and just held it in my mouth and I wouldn't let him sort of take it. But I don't know, mate. I know you're about to ask that question. I don't know. What? I held it for a good five seconds in there until I realised what I'd done. You realised you were at a different club? What? What? So you just... Did you make a noise? I, I didn't growl. It's like that old man video of the dog. No, I didn't. I didn't growl like a dog. But you I could, Jack Biden, Tim. I, I could see the look on this poor young fella's face of, oh, you know, I train ten clients a day. I've been doing this for four years. I've never seen this before. I, do, I don't know. I don't. Do you know. just get so like? Yeah. Knackered. Testosterone up that you're like, yeah, rah! No, 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 I, I was the opposite of that. I was I was I was a shell. I was so tired that I couldn't block with my hand. So uh-huh. my thought was I get I tell you what I've learned from today, I get why Mike Tyson did it. I get why Mike Tyson did it. Everyone has a go at him about ripping old mate's ear off. It, sometimes these things it just switches happen. It switches on. We, we have, we're always making fun of cannibals. We think they're uh-huh. bad people. Sometimes it just happens. So when's your second date? Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and celebrate footy finals with their footy finals half price vitamin sale. Stock up on all your favourite vitamins today. Be quick and September 24.